Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello again, and welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show. Hey, building teams is difficult, and there's a lot of challenges around it. But maybe the most difficult team to build is a sales team. Well, if you have a sales team you're looking to build or just pick up tips on how to build a team in general, I've got the guy for you today. Joe Miller comes to us with 37 plus years of sales and team building experience. He's going to bring us a wealth of knowledge. Uh, let's get started and bring in my good friend, Joe Miller. Joe, welcome to the show. Great to be here. I mean, I was like covering my eyes when you said 37 years to do this, man. But hey, it's true. It's, you're, you're a wily, you're the wily veteran. You're the wily yeah, veteran. Yeah, the wily veteran. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so Joe, let's get started with a little bit of background on you. You know, summarize those 37 years. Kind of, how did you get started? And today, who are you serving? And and what do you do for them? Yeah. So, uh, long time ago, I had a. Uh, uh, I was in college. I was struggling. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, quite frankly, just partying and chasing girls and having a good time. That was basically my uh, my four year right. program. And then, as I got out of college, I had no idea what to do. I was going to have, you know, I was going to have a degree in biology, which is not exactly, you know, good paper for the street material to go get a job. So, uh, one of my good, my closest friends, still my closest friend today got a job with Duracell batteries and he had a company car and he had an expense account and he was traveling around and he was making good money and he wound up getting promoted and going on. So I'm like, I can do that. And I was working in, at the time I was working in a medical lab, still going to school. And I'd see these, I'd see people that worked in the lab that were now selling uh, big pieces of capital equipment for, for laboratories. And I said, I can do that. And I just started applying. And I hooked up with a company called Stiefel Laboratories. They're still in business today. Uh, it's a, it was a dermatology pharmaceutical company. That's where I got started. And I like, and when I started, and I got to tell you, I struggled for a while. But once I got the, once I got my sea legs under me, I was hooked, man. I was just hooked on selling. And uh, I've been around, I've, I've had the real privilege of being around some awesome mentors over my, over my career, especially early on, which was, I think, really critical for me. And uh, so I've done everything from, you know, pharmaceutical dermatology stuff to uh, surgical equipment to uh, spent a lot of time in radiology products, uh, CT, MRI, and uh, nuclear medicine. I spent a, a good bit of time there. And I've had uh, various and other, I think I've pretty much sold everything in the hospital at one okay. point in time. So, yeah, great. Well, so, a, a transition that's often really difficult and frankly doesn't work out that often is taking a great salesperson and moving them into sales mm -hmm. manager. So you've made that transition as you've built teams. So tell me about some things that you've learned along the way as to how to transition well from that superstar sales guy to great sales manager and how you bring the team along and what you've learned to do well. You make a real good point because usually it's the top salesperson that's going to get promoted to the sales oh, yeah. manager. But many times that's not a really good, it's not a good fit. One of the reasons it's not a good fit is they're probably connected, depending on their personality, they're probably really well connected with all the other salespeople in that region that they were yeah. working in. 
if they, if most of the time they're going to stay in the same region sales wise. And that can be a problem because they don't want to be the bad guy now when you have to be the bad guy. And sometimes, you know, you want to be a positive motivating force, but there are times when, you know, humans are going to be humans and you got to, and you, you're going to have to do something to correct, you have corrective action. That's the other thing. The other thing is sometimes they can't transfer those skills to the people. They can do it and they know how to do it, but they can't transfer it to the person who's, uh, who's actually doing the selling. And that to me is the kind of the critical piece is, is the training. Some, you know, sometimes salespeople aren't getting trained properly and neither is the management team getting trained properly to mm-hmm. disseminate that information. So a lot of times I see this often still today, a lot is the sales manager becomes the proxy salesperson. They wind up taking on the, all the, all the burden from the sales guys who should be doing it. And that, I think personally, that is a is an, an issue of training and not training the salespeople properly. And that that's an everyday thing. It's not a sometime thing. Okay. It has to happen every every day. Yeah. And like when you say training, what are some specific things that, that you think are important to be trained in both as the sales manager and the sales team? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the you, you want to break the whole sales process down. Right. So you want to you, you got. You got being on the phone. How do you do your phone skills? How do you do your email skills, video skills now? I mean, this is a big deal for me is, is doing video. And uh, so you want to take that down. You want to break the message down so that the team is all structured saying the same thing. It don't have to be a ro- You don't have to be a robot, but you want to make sure you're at least getting the right message across. And that to me is, is critical early on when you, when you get some salespeople. Then the other thing, is, and this is the thing I would train on. You don't have to do it for hours a day. 20 minutes a day, get salespeople on the phone just like they would if they were calling a client and take that time and go, there's going to be 10 objections. There's rarely, rarely an instance where there's more than 10 objections uh, for anything you're selling. Okay. So you work on that every day, every day, doing the same thing. It's like anything else. You keep doing it enough times, you're going to get better at it. Yeah. Okay. So are you talking about role playing specifically? Is that? Yeah, that's okay. correct. I'm role playing specifically and they can role play with myself. They can role play with, uh, with other salespeople. And that's what I really recommend because it takes the pressure off. Right. Sure. I mean, they're doing it with the sales managers like, Oh, I got to be perfect. But if they do it with each other, they can critique each other. And sometimes they're, they're, they're the worst, they're their own worst critic. Yeah. So, you know, sure. uh, but th- that's what I, I highly recommend doing that every day. Like I said, it doesn't have to be for hours. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes will get it done. Okay, great. Yeah, a few minutes ago, you said humans will be humans. Uh, that sounds like people are not doing what we expect. So talk to me a little bit about accountability and share some <laughs> ideas around that. When when people are people and things don't go the way you expect, now what? As a leader, now what? What do you do when that happens? Well, first of all, you better have some really, help, uh, you know, some defined goals up front. You okay. got to know what you're going for. You got to know what the targets are. You got to know why you're doing it. You know, selling on a team situation like that, it's, you know, it's, it's a bunch of individuals on a team. It's really, in, in today's world, it's, I mean, it's all, not all, but most of it's remote. So yeah. sales manager lives in one city, sales reps in another. You've got to have that, I think, daily. I think you got to have some daily accountability. It doesn't have to be that you know it doesn't have to be the hammer 
Uh, I see that way too much because when that comes, when you drop the hammer, they person's going to fall back. It's just like you, you would be with, with, uh, with a client, right? When you come strong, they're usually going to push back. So it's, I learned this really early on from a great sales manager I had. He'd take me in the car after I fumbled around, literally just fumbled around, and he would sit calmly and say, what happened? Tell me what happened. Tell me, and this is how you would – he would give me the chance to rectify it. How would you change it? And then if he, if he thought there was a better change, he would say, why don't we try this? Okay. That was – for me personally – that was a big deal because if you would have came out at me and I see this a lot in sales managers attacking, attacking, it's not, it's just, it's not, it's not pleasant. It's not good form. I think, I think, I don't think it helps anyone actually in the end, at the end of the day. Yeah, sure. So I want to get really specific and tactical uh, for the listener. So tell a story, uh, give an example of when you fumbled around and exactly what maybe example of what you were doing and then exactly what that leader did to bring you back in and get you back on track. There is one story I will never, never, ever, ever forget. I was young. I was a young guy. I was, uh, I was probably 25 ish. And, uh, I was working with the area sales manager, not the region. I was working with the boss's boss. Okay. In San Antonio, Texas. We were, I was working in laboratory products. So I came out the lab. I was selling laboratory products. And uh, we, he, and back in the day, this is, you know, mid, mid eighties, they spent a lot of time training product specific product training. So we go into the call. We're in San Antonio, Texas. He's with me and I'm sitting there and can I absolutely just, folded like a house of cards man i was like i didn't know what to say i was fumbling around i mean the the lab manager was he was really cool and he was trying to like help me out you know yeah here here was the key thing and i will say this to sales managers today my boss who's still my personal friend i call him daddy still that's how close we got he let me fail he let me struggle and i was going i kept going like I'm looking at him, like, "Hey, I need <laughs> some help, help, help here. Help. Yeah. I need some help." I, he, I mean, obviously, he knew I was struggling. It was very awkward. It seemed like it took forever. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, I was sweating. It was, it was a bad, bad. I, look, I'm. This is thirty something years later, and I'm still. I mean, almost forty years later, I'm sitting here going, "I, I still can feel it. I can still can feel yeah. it in my body how it felt to sit in that chair," and that to me was like. That moment for me crystallized what a sales manager does. Doesn't let you, he lets you fail and then brings you up, trains you, and takes you to the next step, next step, next step. Is your business where you want it to be or on track to get there? Clarity Advisors helps business leaders improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success. We specialize in helping you streamline your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Call or text Ken at 616-822-2998 to have a complimentary 12-minute call to see what some clarity could do for you. Hey, you so you mentioned remote. What, what are you seeing now? What are some of the challenges that you're experiencing and that you're seeing uh, other associates that you know, folks you talk to? What, what, what's different now with remote and how as a, again, as a leader, a sales leader, 
What do you need to do differently with your team to help them in this current environment? Well, I mean, COVID kind of changed the game for us, right? I mean, it really changed the whole remote game. I like, you know, look, I love remote selling. I've always been yeah. a remote guy. I mean, I've always been somewhere different. You know, I've had a territory and worked out of the house and traveled. So that part is different. Here's what I find is different today is they stay remote. It's remote all the time. They okay. never get together as a team. Even once a quarter, which seems like a lot for some people, yeah. I think it's really, really critical that people, humans be with humans, you know, that you get off the video, you get off the Zoom. It's easy to do this all the time and be on Zoom and, and have a call. Many people are distracted. They're not listening. You got, I think you got to have, to me, once a quarter, get together somewhere. Doesn't have to be expensive. You know, find something centrally located, get people together, bring them together and be, have it be a team building exercise. You know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything great. Personally, we used to go bowling. All okay. of us used to go bowling. It was, you know, it was, it's a way to let off steam, have mm -hmm. fun, come together, you know, relaxed. And it would still be able to do, to talk about business and how we're going to get better. Sure. Sure. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, people, you're right. People are people. We're still wired for connection. And there's just something different about being together, being personally face-to-face, -face, being able to, to high-five or shake hands and just be with each other. Just, it feels different. And, and I totally agree. It's so important. And making it happen quarterly seems like something that's doable. And maybe you can't do quarterly, but a couple times a year, for sure, to get that team together Absolutely. to maintain that cohesion. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just... And it's easy, right? Because, you know, no one wants to spend money, so they don't have the, you know, we don't have to have all that expense of going. That, I think those expenses are well, uh, well-deserved sure. and pay back some dividends. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, intangible ROI, you know, return on that investment of bringing folks together. Yep. But it's intangible, but it's tangible, right? You, you see the results. You know it feels better and the team's better for it, so... Well, listen, right. I love that story so much and from you failing as a salesperson. Let me hear a, a story on uh, when you were a leader. Tell me, tell me a story when you failed as a leader and, <sighs> and what you learned from that. Because we, we, you know, we tend to learn best from failure, not, not success. So, so give me a story from when you were a leader and it, things didn't go the way you'd planned. You know, early, uh, early on, I, 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 had a, I had a sales rep who I knew wasn't doing what they were supposed to. I knew they were lying to me. I could see it. And I let it go on and on and on to the detriment of my region and to the detriment. And really, you know, when you think about it, really to their own detriment, uh, it wasn't helping any of us. So I, I've had that early on where I, I didn't want to fire because I didn't want to, you know, I felt bad about it. But in the end of the day, they, at the end of the day, they weren't, they weren't getting it done. And we had given them several, several opportunities to make it up. You know, more training, more work with with me. Mm -hmm. I gave it every opportunity. I still let it continue going on for another six months. Oof. I, yeah, it was bad, and 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 it, it really, it it really it tanked that territory. And that doesn't come back tomorrow. I mean, you've got to sure. now find another salesperson, train them, get them in. I mean, you, you're looking at another year's worth of revenue, you know, and that it hurt because. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting personally as a manager, I'm getting judged as a, you know, region or an area. I learned, you know, if, if it ain't working out, 
it ain't working out. And, yep. you know, I'm not saying it can't be saved. I'm just saying, don't try to save the Titanic. It's just, it's going down. Yep. So wait, so is the lesson then once you've made that decision to move forward and, and just set a milestone date and when you hit it, that's that and not, well, maybe another six months. Is that, is that yeah. kind of what you learned? Absolutely. I learned that quickly. Uh, it's like, I mean, I think every, everyone is it's sensitive to, to, to firing some people. It's like, you don't want to yeah. do it. It's not a fun thing, no. but you know when it has to happen and it, mm-hmm. when it has to happen, it has to happen. It's unfortunate, but it's, it's humans being human, right? It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned remote work as something that's different today. What else are you seeing that's different leading sales teams today? And we've got a lot of, there's been a lot of talk, of course, about the different generations in the workforce now. You know, you're, you, as I mentioned, are the Wiley veteran, you know, been around, seen a lot of things, have a lot of experience. Uh, it's, it's, it is, it's different with different people in the workforce and everybody's different. And I want to stereotype generations, uh, but just so what, what are you seeing, though, that's that's different and what pivots have you had to make and do you encourage others to make to be more effective with your teams, given all that's going on in today's environment? You know, this is kind of be an old school answer. Here comes the generational issue, right? <laughs> the phone is still the best way to get in touch with people. The phone. That thing we got in our hand today, if I'd have had that thing in 1985, I'd have fried the circuitry in that thing. It's, it, I mean, it's so simple now to make a phone call. It's easy. Um, I see a lot of reliance on email, other digital stuff, social media. I like social media myself. I haven't seen a tremendous ROI on it because I can't invest the time when I can do this, make a phone call. And I know I'm getting an ROI for that. I can track that. Boom, boom, boom. I know exactly what's going on. So that's one thing I see a significant difference. Okay. Um, and I think part of that, you know, part of that too is generational texting versus calling. You know, I, I, I saw something, uh, I think it was on LinkedIn the other day that uh, people said, oh, you know, the next generation will just text their deals and they won't phone call. That might be true, but. You know, our, uh, our genetics aren't going to change that dramatically in the next 20 years either. So pick up the yeah. phone and call somebody. Yep. Okay, great. So would that be your best advice for young leaders, leaders starting to just maybe get their first team and they're looking to bring them together? And uh, what, what advice do you have for them to, to build that team again in today's environment where things are different? And we're talking about like team, are you talking about team cohesiveness kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And if, I'm, if I'm a leader, it's my first team. Uh, I was maybe I was a salesperson and I'm the sales manager, you know, that that transition. But I'm responsible now for a group of people where I used to just be responsible for myself. But in a world of texting and phone sales and email and remote, like what what do you, what do I need to do? What's what, what, what would you tell me if I said, hey, Joe, I'm just starting out. I got my first team. What do I need to do to be successful? What, what's some go-to advice for, the, for those folks? My first thing would don't, don't be a stranger to your people. It's easy in a remote environment to hide. Yeah. And I would recommend not doing that um, because you're going to wind up like Joe did, you know, 30 something years ago when he had a person that wasn't doing the work. Mm-hmm. 
it's probably even tougher today in a remote environment to even find that. So, but there, I mean, there are software packages. There are ways to track what's going on with a remote salesperson. Uh, I rely on those things, but I don't, again, I don't use them as the hammer. I'm looking okay. for the results first. Are they selling? If they can do it in 20 calls, but it takes somebody else 100 calls, I'm personally fine with that. Okay. Would I like them to make the extra 100 calls because they're better? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But I'm looking for the results first. That's driven by the goals that you've set or even the company set mm -hmm. for that team. So goals first. They got to know what's going on. They have to be well-trained. So mm -hmm. it's your job as sales manager to know that your guys are trained properly and how you want them to sell. If it's phone, email, how are you doing it? It can't be, you know, you got 10 people on your sales team. It can't be 10 different salespeople. It has to be one team, one direction, one message. Excellent. That's, if, I, if I can give you, if that's worth something, I think it's worth a lot. <laughs> uh, if you do those things, you'll be successful. It's when you, you're not in front of the person, you're not, you're not talking to your team, you have no goals. You know, yep. and, that, and that and it just goes crazy after that. Fantastic! Ah, that's great. It's exactly that's what, the kind of value I think people are looking for in that in that tactical, actionable advice. So, listen, I know you well enough to know that thirty some odd years later, you're still learning every day. You're still trying to get better. What What are you reading these days or consuming? If it's a podcast or audiobook or whatever, but what what are, what are you fueling yourself with, and what are you bringing into your life to to get better? Uh, you know, I, there's this thing about being a master, and, and I, I always wanted to be a master persuader and seller. And people say, oh, Joe, you're so good. I don't consider myself a master, even though I've been doing this for 30, whatever, 37 years. It's it's the daily, it's doing the daily thing. What, I'm, what am I reading? I'll, uh, let me just give you a list of the books that are sitting on my desk. <laughs> All of the Impossible uh, Traction, which was recommended by our friend, uh, Joe Peachy. Mm -hmm. Um Never Split the Difference, which I think is a great book Love by that Chris book. Voss. Uh, I've, I've used that in selling quite a bit. And it's really kind of changed some of my tactics where, you know, usually I'm, sometimes I'd be just coming in, boom, boom, boom. Chris Voss, I'm laying back. I'm learning some. I would really highly, highly recommend that book for salespeople. Um, but I'm reading. And on, on podcasts, I really got hooked on a guy by the name of Alex Hermosy, H-O-R-M-O-Z-Y. Okay. Young guy made a lot of money early on. He's probably about 30 years old. He's like an old Warren Buffett in a 30 year old body. He is incredible. The amount of knowledge he is producing on a daily basis. I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I'm 61 years old and I, <laughs> I don't have half that knowledge. Like the way he brings it out and it's really direct and it's short. I, I, I would highly recommend following him too. And, you know, our friend Joe Peachy, I'm on, I'm on his programs. Uh, once again, it's just training every day. doesn't have to be hours a day. Mm -hmm. Short first, 20, 30 minutes. Fantastic. So we talked about some things that have changed. What would you say are some things that haven't changed? What are some timeless truths of leading a team, especially leading a sales team? That technology, generations, none of that matters. It, this is still true. What, what are some of those things? People are still people. Nothing's changed. And that, that part is not changed. How we interact with each other has changed, but people are still people. Here's what I think people really want. 
and it, everybody would say, "Oh, you're a salesperson. You want to be you want to be well compensated. You want to make a lot of money." That is true up to a certain point. But here's what people really want: they want to know that they're getting better. They want to know that they belong to a team, that they're part of a team, and that this is the I think the most critical piece. They want to know that people care about them and that they're doing a good job. I really, really, since I've always believed that. I since I believe it even more today because I, I don't see I don't see sales managers pouring into their people and mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, how can I help you get better? You're doing a great. Are you doing a great job? I saw you do this." I, I just don't see it, Ken. I don't see enough people patting other people on the back and saying, good job. Because when you do that, it makes it easier to say, hey, we need to change the direction of this thing you're doing. But you can't, it can't always be a negative experience for the sales yep. person. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we sometimes underestimate the value of, of that appreciation, recognition, and encouragement. And those things that, like you say, people are people and all people crave those things. And when you can encourage and recognize and appreciate people, and it doesn't have to be monetarily, it's just your words of encouragement or your words of recognition or appreciation. It goes so far. It makes such Absolutely. a big difference. So, yep, I love that. So listen, Joe, this has been fantastic. I so appreciate you have you know, coming on and, and sharing some wisdom and some fun stories. So what's the <laughs> best way for people to reach out to you? If somebody's out there and said, well, I would love to talk to Joe Miller for a few minutes and just get connected with a guy who's got so much experience, what would be the best way for somebody to find you? You know, the best place, uh, I'm not all over social media, but I am on LinkedIn quite a bit. You can always catch me on LinkedIn, Joseph Roy Miller. You can find me there. Keep my hey, here's my cell phone number. 713-703-5574. I'll repeat that for you one more time. 713-703-5574. Give me a text, give me a call, I'll be happy to talk to you. Fantastic. I appreciate that. And yeah, you, you could hardly be the guy saying pick up the phone without giving a phone number, right? So I love I never it. thought of that, but you're right. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, we'll have those those books that you recommended and we'll have your contact information in the show notes so people can get a chance to to get connected. I know people are gonna want to go back and re-listen to some of this stuff and take some some more notes. And this was fantastic. So Joe, I really, again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and your friendship and your advice. And we will see you all next time on the Clarity Advisor Show. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor Show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.